0: If you plant early, you may plant often. The average frost-free day is upon us, but find out why you may want to wait to plant. Plus, keeping baby bunnies away from your bulbs. And why your front yard is like a teenage boy. Next, on Whatever the Weather.
1: Meteorologist Tracy Butler, and we have a very special guest with us today. I've known this woman uh, practically since I started at Channel 7 24 years ago. Jennifer Brennan, horticulturist, uh, friend with Shelly Nursery, been there many, many years. But yeah, we Yeah, 20, to...
0: 27, 27
1: this
0: year. Wow. I, I know, I, I, I shouldn't say that out loud. It's a good thing I do hair color, isn't it? <laughs>
1: So do I, sweetheart. So do I. The technology is there for a reason.
0: We are wise women.
1: (laughs) Oh, but you know what? It's so good to have Jennifer in our podcast because I know so many of you are out there craving to get into your yards, craving to get into your gardens. And we just have a cautionary tale from our dear friend, because, Jennifer, we're getting into some good weather now. We're getting into some warm weather, above average temperatures, and people want to get out there and get their impatience oh. and get their petunias.
0: And It you know. could trick a lot of people. Right. Be, be careful, be careful. You don't want to anything in because of the average frost free date and we've talked about this for years it's May 15th here and that's the average date that we could still have a hard freeze average date so it could it could stop earlier than that but it could also continue later than that so I, we joked about the the saying that, that we say at chalet you know that if you plant you know early you may plant often right. <laughs> and, and then the one I shared with you
1: don't plant yet you may regret but there are a lot of things that you can be doing in your yard and garden right now and so we're calling this segment what would your horticulturist do
0: You know, and and, and when you asked me to do this, I just put a list down of everything that I did in my own garden. And, you know, it was the first thing is you have to remember where you had diseases and insects on plants last year. And now is the time to protect them. So things like crab apples that get apple scab when we have rainy, wet seasons. And we had three years, uh, three springs of really rainy and wet. So the disease uh, and the spore load is really heavy out there. Now, this year, it's looking different. It looks like it's going to be cooler, and we might not have as much, but protect the plants. And we, I, I was using a systemic fungicide with a, su- a systemic insecticide and a fertilizer, and you just make a mix and drench it right where the trunk of the tree goes into the ground. Okay. That's a product. There's two companies that make it. One is from BioAdvanced, and then there's also a company called Bonide, and it's, it's the tree and shrub insecticide, and then they also have one called All-in-One Rose and Flower Care, but they also have a shrub recommendation and you can use it for for your shrubs. So, so it's wonderful. When
1: you say the word systemic, tell people what you mean by that.
0: There's contact insecticides and fungicides right. that you spray on the surface of the leaves or the surface of the insects, and it's the contact. You have to touch the outside of the insect, and that's what kills it. A systemic is something that you mix and you just drench it. You, there's two ways to do it. You can either drench it, you know, right at the root zone, and then the root collar, and this is really cool because research, at, it was done at Morton Arboretum. Oh. Dr. Dr. Gary Watson, he's my, like my hero. You know, <laughs> He takes the place of Bill <laughs> Nye the Science Guy, and he did research showing that 60% of entire root system is done at the root collar, and that's where the trunk attaches to the root zone, right where the trunk goes in the ground. So you can drench these things with fungicides and insecticides right at the collar. It's taken up in the tree, and depending on the concentration, it'll stay in for one year or 12 months or six weeks. There's all different formulations. And I love the year-long one because it's just so easy to do, and you're not spraying all that insecticide all over the place. It's a wonderful solution.
1: We're kind of in prevention mode, right? Exactly. Exactly, I mean this is the time of year that we want to make sure we do the preventative maintenance. And And if you
0: do it now, you can just cut out so many problems that you would see and like treating with insecticides um that are again a drench, you're not spraying everything. Then when the bad guys arrive and take a bite out of the leaf with the first bite it kills them.
1: Wow. So
0: and, it's, and it doesn't affect pollinators that way because the pollinators never eat the leaves. It's just the bad guys, and it's these alien insects that we have that have moved into our area in the United States. One of the worst new ones is um, boxwood leaf miner. It's hit all the boxwood. I brought I a cool sample. I was going to say,
1: we have boxwood yeah. on the list yeah. here. And then
0: another one that just came in the, like three years ago is called viburnum leaf beetle. And it's really? it's wicked. It's wicked. It's the worst one I've seen in the 35 years I've been doing this because all the eggs are on all the stems right now. And in, in, in the middle of May, the larvae hatch, and they can actually strip a shrub that's five feet tall and five feet wide, they can strip that shrub in three days. All these little larvae eat on the underneath sides of the leaves, and they eat all of the leaves away. Then when they're full, they drop to the ground and they pupate. And then they stay in the ground until the middle of July, and then the adults come out. The shrubs have relieved, have, have formed new leaves again. The adults will come out and do the same thing. And all you need is two or three years of that in a row, and the, and the, the shrubs are killed. Wow. So the systemics work. Beautifully, you know, because you drench it with the systemic now, it's taken up in the plant and and the the, the year long one lasts for twelve months. So you just do the drench now and you can really
1: control the problem. I haven't heard about the viburnum insect, but what about things like emerald ash borer? You know, we've been so used to hearing about that.
0: Well and and the same twelve month drench is what you use on the ash trees and and it can actually help a tree recover if even if the trees had thirty percent damage. Is that right? Yeah, it's really neat. And that was research done at at, um, Michigan University and Michigan State University. All right. And they actually recommended the Bayer Tree and Shrub by trade name. And now it's Bio, Advanced Tree and Shrub, but but it 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 was so unusual for a university to actually recommend a product by its trade name. That's how effective it is.
1: So I know a lot of people, uh, some of their favorites are the Magnolias. And I know you are partial to Magnolias too. Is this something that we should be taking some caution
0: with? Absolutely, because again, it's that the, the tree and shrub, and again, two companies, one from Bonide, one from Bayer Advanced or BioAdvanced, and um, you mix it based on the circumference of the trunk at shoulder height, four okay. and a half feet from the ground. Or if it's a multi-stemmed shrub or tree, you know, multi stem tree, you take the height of the plant and multiply times three and that's the number of ounces that you mix with a gallon of water and drench it right at the base and it stays in for one full year and the magnolia scale is what gets magnolia. I I was at the point before these systemics were invented, Mm -hmm. I wasn't selling magnolias.
1: Well I know a lot of times we talk about September, the eeds of September, mm. weed, feed, and seed. But there are things for your lawn that you should be doing right now, too.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and of all the things out in our landscapes that are just slow to wake up this spring, the lawns. The lawns have been like teenage boys. They just, <laughs> they just sleep and sleep. They're, they've been sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. And, you know, and they'll, they'll wake up when they want to wake up. We finally are getting enough. Soil temperature, and, and the, the lawns just started looking green last in the last 10 days, last two weeks, depending on where you live and where your growing degree days are, they've awakened. So it is not too late to get the spring fertilizer down, or if you've had weeds, put what we call a spring weed and feed. And you can put that down, and that will prevent any of the weed seeds from germinating. And then it will fertilize the lawn and as they wake up, all these dormant these little dormant grass plants that are in the lawn have the capacity of growing three inches in each direction when they get that starter fertilizer or that wake up fertilizer. And then I tell people, you know, if you've got bare spaces, don't grab for the grass seed just yet. Give it two weeks to see how they thicken up and see where all those plants spread, then assess how much you have to
1: reseed. And that's a really good advice because it's saving people money that they make. Go out there and just sure. buy that seed, throw that down, and you really might not need to yet. Well, and if you have spaces that are less than six inches in diameter, the grass seed, the
0: green grass that's around the edges, have the capacity of growing three inches it each could direction. Could fill in, and it could fill in completely. And awesome. so I tell people, don't get too upset too early. Put the fertilizer down first, and if you had weeds, do a weed and feed, and you'll be amazed. It'll Let's be amazed. talk about
1: vegetable gardens. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. not time to you know get out there and plant your tomatoes. No, yet. no, no, but you can do. But, Lettuces.
0: Okay. And you can do sweet peas, and you can do, like, sugar snap peas. Uh, any of the kales, you can get those out. Radishes, you can get those planted.
1: Okay, that's exciting the time. because there now are the time. some vegetables you can get in your vegetable
0: beds. Sure, and there are there's some vegetables that some of, you know, all of the um, garden centers have out that if you don't want to start from seed, you just go buy the, you know, the mini plants and, and set them out or plant them into the garden, and they'll start growing, and you can start harvesting, you know as soon as you get more than 3 leaves.
1: Well, I remember when we did the project really for kids and uh-huh. we would start our little vegetables in egg carton exactly. containers. We did that together yeah. you and I at one point. But you talk about adding fresh garden mix to uh, your yes. vegetable beds.
0: Yeah, you need to you need to rejuvenate the the garden beds because vegetables of all the plants are just heavy heavy feeders and they'll deplete they'll deplete all the nutrient out of and and then and then you want to have a lot of organic matter so you have good good drainage. So you can either do it with just a good source of organic matter, like a leaf mulch, if you have your own leaf mulch, that's good, or I like a compost from, it's called cotton burr plant, and and it it chops up all the plant of the cotton plant, so you have the leaves, the stems, and the burr, so it's a hybrid cross of leaf mulch and bark mulch, and so it's a real good organic matter that lasts a long time. My favorite, though, there's a company called Dr. Earth that makes a prepared garden mix, and it has all that wonderful organic matter plus a lot of available nutrients, Mm -hmm. and I top all my beds with an inch or two of that garden mix. And oh my gosh, it's like a new lease on life for the vegetables. It's really great. Yeah, so now's the time to do that.
1: Now, something else that's been kind of slow to arise this season are bulbs. But then we're probably going to see an explosion of things like bunnies. So
0: this is when you really want to protect, especially those bulbs. They love to eat crocus. They love to eat tulips. And so this is when you want to use liquid repellents. There's okay. liquids and granules. But right now you really want to cover the plants with the liquids. And uh, my my favorite is there's one called Repelsol. There's also the best one though, the best one because okay. baby rabbits don't have a sense of smell or taste. It's a, a thing Mother Nature did to protect them. They don't have a sense of smell or taste until until. they become adolescents. So they'll eat through all the other repellents, no matter how bad they taste. Wow. Yeah, so this one is designed specifically, it's called dual action uh, rabbit repellent from a company called Liquid Fence. And it has five times the capsaicin in it. So it burns their mouths, not fire burn, but you know, habanero, habanero pepper. So they just don't want to eat it anymore. They go somewhere else to go eat their meal. And so, you know, spray the plants. And the nice thing about that one is it's clear. It doesn't discolor. There's another really good one called plant skied, and we've talked about yes. that one over the years, yes. and it's fabulous, but it does discolor the plants for mm. about 48 hours, and then it clears dry. But um, but I really like the liquid fence, and it's money-back guarantee.
1: Um, okay, so fertilizing, um, trees, shrubs, mm-hmm. and I know you love your organic products, and there are a lot of great ones right, out there. Right, right, The organic
0: base. the reason the organic, organic base ones are really nice is just that they help feed the soil, and you get a lot of extra microbes that when you have beneficial microbes, it, they help the cat sat repel and out-compete the pathogens you know the ones that cause disease mm-hmm. but you know if just any fertilizer right now is excellent as long as it's balanced you know but but again the organics that I like the Dr. Earth brand because it, they're fish waste based so the calcium levels are naturally really high it's fan- they're fantastic and they have one for um trees they have one for um one of the, my favorite especially if people have hydrangeas that oh, yes. uh, that aren't blooming in their garden then get bud and bloom we, all of us horticulturists at Chalet have been testing these. We rave about the Dr. Earth Bud and Bloom. It is phenomenal. And it brings, you know, the, the endless summer hydrangea that mm-hmm. was the big star years and years ago. Yes. And it, because of weather, you know, it got damaged about five years ago. And, it, and its new nickname has been Endless Disappointment. Oh. And so so there is hope for endless summer or endless disappointment, use bud and bloom and do it now and then do it again. Do that one every month for that plant, and it'll put it right back into bloom again. It's really neat.
1: You know, Jennifer Brennan, like I said, I've known her for a very long time. She knows every Latin name for every single piece of foliage that is out there. Well, just because we had Uh,
0: to to get the degree, but I I try not to do that so much anymore.
1: (laughs) Jennifer is truly probably the only person I know who gets excited about insects. (laughs) I want you to share your story you
0: just told me. Here it is. I I was driving down to the studio and I have a fun option of being able to drive down Lakeshore Drive when I went to and I, I think mm-hmm. it's good you should see the mood of the lake you know every day so when I can drive down Lakeshore Drive to miss traffic on the expressway I always do that and I'm stopped and it was stop and go stop and I stop and, I'm stopped. and all of a sudden I notice here is an insect on my windshield and it's a non-biting midge and I'm telling Tracy that she's looking like what and I'm so excited because that means the soil temperature and we're right by the lake it was right by the lake mm-hmm. so that means the soil temperature is Warm enough for all of these insects to be emerging now, which means it's food for the birds, so the birds will migrate better. And you know, and, and that might mean the hummingbirds will come over by the shore rather than going up Fox the Fox River Valley. But I was so excited, I said, Tracy, this is really good news. And after this next week we're gonna see a lot more. And you know, I'm the only person in the world that gets excited about
1: insects. <laughs> well, when you put that kind of spin on it, I think maybe more of us can get excited about oh, insects. Good. And the thing is, Chicagoans, they love their gardens. They love their yards, mm-hmm. even if they have a couple of flower boxes at their condominium, their apartment in the city. Sure, even you just know? a
0: container.
1: Right, Just a exactly. container on
0: the balcony or the patio.
1: We've gone through a lot of tips here on this podcast and she has basically put together a list of, you know, all the things that she's talked about and we're going to get that posted on our website okay. too so that folks can take a look and, you know, say, okay, I listened to this bullet point in the podcast, you know, what am I looking for? Again, my sincere thanks to my dear friend Jennifer Brennan from Chalet Nursery. It's
0: just because I love it as much as all the people out there gardening themselves so I get as excited about it as they do probably more but I I love doing all the research to get the answers and you know there's you you can never stop learning.
1: All right we'll see you soon friend. Thank you. Lots more information at abc7chicago.com and we hope you have enjoyed our podcast and happy spring everybody.
0: Today's episode was produced by Jen Rourke. You can find this and more podcasts like it at abc7chicago.com
1: podcasts.